0: Warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint,
1: or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show.
0: And welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We are on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. I'm Adam Minahan here sitting with David Niles to my left here at beautiful God's country in Stillwater, Oklahoma at St. Francis Xavier. Because yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh.
2: he will lead you by Stillwater. Psalm 23. There it is. God's Word.
0: Father Brian O'Brien is back with us on the Catholic Man Show today. What a joy. Always a joy. Is this number five for you? I don't, maybe. It may be. Does may, that get
2: me special privileges? It's like, at,
0: you know, at uh, the Saturday Night Live, whenever the, you hit the eight-time eight club or something like that, I think you're, you're the highest. I think you're a five-time club now. Wow. All right. This show's not very good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys
0: need to expand your
2: your horizons a little bit.
0: Uh, we also have another special guest. Dave, I'll let you introduce. Okay,
1: so we we have Mr. Gary Calcagno. Did I say that? You d- did right. I say that right? Okay. Perfect. So you are the strength and conditioning coach here at Oklahoma State University. Assistant, yes sir. Assistant. Yeah, Robert. So I, I, I promise
0: I will not say anything bad. I don't I,
2: I do not want to arm wrestle this dude. Well that's
1: why I put you in over between. There. Yeah, yeah, you're I smart. Mean, you're smart case, dude. I've got a
3: buffer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, allow him. He's not allowed to sit in the front row at Mass. <laughs> <laughs> just intimidation yeah. factor? he's got to sit, sit towards the back.
3: Which, <laughs> which uh. I do. <laughs>
1: See? I told you. So we're good. Um, so what sports do you work for? Uh,
3: football and wrestling. Right yes. On. Right on. Right on. Yep. The, two,
0: the two manly sports. Yeah,
3: this year. This year yeah, B- I, have B- sports. I have the best two. And I'm not just saying that because Coach Smith and uh, Zach Esposito are here. It's it's fact, so. Yeah. yeah. I okay. mean,
2: can I give you a good fact about uh, Oklahoma State Wrestling? Yes, yeah. I'd love it. Oklahoma State Wrestling is the most successful college sports program of any college at any level in the country. Yes. Ever. Ever in history. Take that. <laughs> Boom. More national championships. Led by true. Coach
0: John Smith. There we go. Yes. Okay, so. Amazing.
1: Uh, we had somebody give us this bottle of liquor. Yeah, would you
2: want to, are,
0: are we allowed yeah. to say his no. name? Well, who? so
2: we had, yeah, we have a prisoner here. He was at like a auction or something and I don't know the whole story, but, but he came home with a pretty dang expensive bottle of tequila called Erradura, double barrel reposado. I don't know what that means. I speak Spanish and I don't know is what that Ed? means. Is this Ed? Is Ed, yeah, yeah. So this is, it's, I just know it came in a pretty serious box. It
1: is a nice box. You know what I like. I think
3: a nice, the box is worth. Nice it. box. I, I like the the glasses. Thank, Thank you. You do. You, you know well, the glasses are, are.
2: Yeah, these are the Catholic Man show. Um, Glen Caron glasses. Glen Caron glass. glasses. Yes. They're so this actually is, made for whiskey. This is serious. But they also work for, for tequila. They really. They
1: work. They work for all spirits.
2: Sipping. Really. Sipping. Yeah. L- the liquor. box. The box says it's the finest handcrafted tequila in the world.
1: And you know, they, there's a law against marketing things that aren't true. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you know it's true. That's against the law. I mean, they can't do that unless it's not So
2: here it says, Every bottle of double-barrel reposado begins with 100% blue Weber agave.
1: And that's like as much as you can get, 100%.
2: (laughs) And is rested in toasted oak barrels for 11 months, creating a smooth and inviting tequila.
0: Which is very important when it comes to tequila.
2: It's then matured for an additional month in a new toasted oak barrel. The second barrel is handmade especially for this extra aging. Nice. Wow. I have no idea. Okay, so we're going to cheers, and then, gentlemen,
0: you can come up as well and and try it if you want. Just pass it around. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers. Cheers
3: Cheers. Jesus. Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Go Go Pokes. Pokes. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Smooth and inviting.:
2: it's Smooth and inviting. Man. It's hard to drink with a microphone.
1: Yeah, you have to. you can go lower it a little bit. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you get a little bit of coconut in here?:,
2: well, this is the part of the does, show where Adam, Dave, where Adam and Dave where uh, Adam and Dave pretend to taste things that aren't really in the, the liquor.
1: <laughs> oh, they're there. Oh. Coconut? I, coconuts, nuts. Yeah, I, I believe so.
2: I'm, I'm looking at the bottle. It's interesting that I there's What do you a,
1: think? Because you're the you know, you're the guy, the tasting guy.
0: I'm the tasting guy? Yeah. Uh, I do get a little bit of uh, coconut, coconut I get more honey. And right. then I also uh you can tell that it's in that charred oak barrels cuz it does have this oaky uh aftertaste to it. Which is unique for for tequila. I normally you normally yeah. don't get this the char taste at the end.
1: It's pretty good. When I drink this, I don't think tequila.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And Does I'm not a big tequila guy in general, but if you're sipping on, on something like this would it, it is much different than if is you that, go down is that to the an strip.
3: oxymoron? Do people sip on tequila? Like you just take shots. Well, that's what I was about to say. It's <laughs> much different than going to the strip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit, hitting Murphy's, yeah. yeah. My
1: experience with tequila is not one of Refined spirits. No, it's no,
0: Father. But you so you you listen to the he's show. Still quite, the box. I know he's still reading, trying <laughs> it's to fascinating. But Father, you you listen to the show quite a bit, and it's interesting. About every three months or so, we get a, a about ten emails on why we're drinking on, on the show. And since, yeah, some people
2: would say, what kind of a show is this? Yeah, so
0: since you listen listened to the show and you've heard us say it before, why don't you tell, tell everybody why we're drinking on the show?
2: Well, this is a good example. I mean, we just had like a sip of, you know, of alcohol and, that, and we're still alive. Yes. Uh, so I think a lot of times <laughs> so – that's I, a good thing. I think people think that there's a, there's a the mentality that if you're, like, if you're drinking, then you're, you're drinking to excess. And I think you guys actually do a really good job of making uh, tr- kind of drinking or any, anything kind of in moderation what it should be. Um, it's meant to be done for enjoyment. It's something that God has given us. And, and so, you know, if you guys were on the air every week slamming down shots of tequila. and It would make a terrible podcast. Well, every,
1: welcome back to the Catholic <laughs> or <Man> right, show. <laughs> If every
2: show you guys drank a six-pack or something. Uh, but you don't. You, do, you know, you have A drink. Mm-hmm. And now there, there are people in the world for that. That's too much. Sure, right. they yeah. can't they moderation can't have looks any. different for everybody. Um, but I think you guys do a really good example of uh, yeah of just of kind of showing that things can be can be done in moderation.
1: Yeah, I think there's something very similar. Sharing a meal with somebody, you really get to know them in a you know in a in a new way. That's you know part of the reason that we're all here today is let's come together, share a meal, have fellowship. Having a drink together, I think, really is very similar, um, can achieve that same effect. Um, also, there's something about having just the right amount of alcohol that really opens up a conversation. You know, you, uh, you kind of bare your soul in a new way, uh, especially if you're with friends, you know, not with someone brand new, but um, it just is a good combination. If you have a, a nice pipe and a, or a a cigar good, or a cigar, a good glass of whiskey or tequila you, you've got all the ingredients for an excellent conversation and good food and good food.: we just had
2: awesome
0: tacos, yeah delicious street tacos yes uh, but you know I think GK. Ter- Chesterton said one time you should drink when you don't have to, which is a good uh, that's uh, a good point a good point you know you shouldn't drink whenever you're in sorrow, you shouldn't drink in excess whenever you, you know you th- you're in celebration and, and get Get dry. the the drink should be there not because you have to be drinking but just because you're enjoying the finer things that God has provided us uh, in this life to sip on and to enjoy for for its goodness.
2: Coach Gary, what are the uh, physical effects of alcohol?
3: Not great. What so. do you tell? You, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you tell your student athletes? I, you know, guys, I mean, guys who are obviously if they're under 21, I, right. They if, should avoid if, it. If
3: they're of age, I, I mean, because they're going to find their way to. So I just always say make sure you're safe. If you're going to go out, make sure you you Uber home and do everything in moderation because we're silly to act like 21, 22-year-old, 23-year-olds in college are not going to do it. That's that's silly. Yeah,
0: and that's the importance of 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 learning the virtuous life, right? The virtuous life is is doing the good over and over and over again. So in order to only be able to to have that virtuous life, you have to be able to practice it. So that moderation comes through the practice of having a glass and being able to walk away.
2: I agree. Can you tell though in the weight room when when a guy's been had too much? What does that look like? The next morning at six AM? Well either What time are workouts?
3: Six thirty. Oh, either they're nice. fine and wrestling's normally at seven, but either they're finding the nearest trash can or you can smell it. One, yeah, one. just oozing <laughs> out of their pores. I, I will say we had a guy that was an unbelievable talent here, unanimous All American, uh, National Award winner. And this morning, uh Cowboy football, we we run stadiums at six thirty and then we lift at seven thirty. And he was always in my group and you could smell him. But he was the first guy done with stadiums, and he would smash the workout. And he got drafted in the first round. Unfortunately, he found his way out of the NFL just as quick. But you could sort of kind of see it coming because it was what we're talking about. He didn't do it in moderation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he lacked the good habits. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And uh, one of the things St. Thomas talks about is that one virtue builds another. So, and the same is true with a vice. So if you let a vice fester – Next thing you know, you have new ones all of a sudden. That's why a lot of venial
0: sins can open it up to mortal sin.
1: Yeah, exactly. But the same is true with virtues. You have one virtue, you have a lot. And we're going loud because we like to party. Yep,
0: there we go. Just want to make sure you guys are awake. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We can do some beats of strength in between breaks. We'll do that. We'll be right back. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass.
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. <clears throat> Here in Stillwater with Adam Minahan, Gary Calcagno, and Father Brian O'Brien. We're yeah, having both. a good time. I'm really enjoying, Get after it. Really enjoying this tequila. Uh, it Era is, dura. It is delicious.
2: So you said there was coconut. It says it has a, uh, notes of cooked agave, dried fruits, and sweet brown spice sweet brown sweet yeah i don't yeah. know what that
1: is but the youtube sensation
2: <laughs> and then they're, they're each uh, it's labeled it has like it has like num- like the bottle it's yeah, labeled yeah what is it?
1: bottle 1 bottle
2: 177 177 that's like that. a good pretty number good. that's anyway. a good number it's pretty good
1: okay so uh, the man gear for today is a gym membership i know it's like hard to really put your hands on a gym membership but i have this key fob they give thing. you a card yeah 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 so it's it's legit It's legit. Um, After college, I had still not mastered the virtue of moderation or temperance. I know. Hard to believe. Yeah. Um, But I started working in an office. Did a lot of sitting throughout the day. Really nice. Air conditioned. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big time. Mm -hmm. And I started to put on a little weight. And I realized, well, I either have to drink less beer or I need to start working out, and so to me the clear, obvious it was answer, an obvious choice to gym start mem- to start working out, gym, be- gym membership. Okay, mm-hmm. and it worked for a long time, and then I was like, well, I'm just drinking. I just need to drink less beer. It's not <laughs> no beer. It's just less beer. Uh, by God's grace, uh, he taught me that lesson in many many different ways. It gave you a lot of opportunities. Yeah, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. but um, there's a lot of reasons why. You don't have to have a gym membership, but that's just what we're talking about today. You could go running. I mean, there's a lot of things that a man could do to maintain physical well-being.
0: Right. And there, there's a lot of crossover between the, the physical and the spiritual life. It's, it's, let me tell you this story. My, my dad ha, has worked out for his he's whole huge. life. He, he's, he's a big man. Yeah, he's and, huge. And uh, it's really interesting, though, Coach, whenever you go uh, and you watch him lift weights... Because, I, mean, I mean, he's a big man. And so he, he picks up these, like, 25, 30-pound dumbbells, and he's sitting here curling. And one, one day, I go over to him, and I'm like, Dad, like, I can do 25, 30-pound 30, 30 dumbbells. What are you doing curling that much? You know, why, 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 what about the 50 or 60 pounds, 70 pounds? And he goes, well, I do 33 reps, one for every year of Christ's life. That oh. way it keeps me reminded that I'm wow, supposed to deep. be uh, you know, both physical and, and spiritual. So he said – so everything he does in the gym is 33 reps. 33 reps. Rips. How cool is that? That's awesome. That, that was way, way deeper than I was anticipating his answer going to be. The, I, I, like I thought it was going to be like an old man answer, like, <laughs> oh, my joints or something
3: <laughs> yeah. like that, but no. That's what I would use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like the, the gym membership deal for this aspect too. A lot of times if somebody – Writes a check for something, or they swipe their credit card. They're more apt to hold themselves to, uh, you know, okay, I need to get out of bed and get up and go to the gym. Right, because cause it's costing like, me money. It's costing me money. Where years ago, a, a bunch of my friends that are coaches were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this, you know, high-powered treadmill for my for my work office. That thing is where they just lay stuff. That's a ha- that's a clothes hanger. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And. <laughs> That's the, the deal. It's like when it. you come yeah. home, you don't want to do that. So right. get up and go somewhere that you're paying for membership to is, is a lot of times more uh, advantageous to keep you going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, Coach, do you think
3: there's a best time of day to work out? The morning.
1: In the morning. Yep.
3: Salinas, you are all day. Um, once you get up and, and kind of get going because you haven't eaten anything – your body is is ready to start burning through all your readily available energy sources and you can start into your stored fat a lot quicker yeah so once if it's after work or later in the afternoon it's it's a lot more difficult and most old school bodybuilders will tell you they would you know they work out multiple times a day but they would get up and do their first cardio session first thing in the morning they'd roll right out of bed and go right to the gym and get on the treadmill or exercise bike or whatever it would be. So, yeah, morning is the best time for that.
1: Yeah. I, I believe it also spikes your metabolism nope. and then it stays yep. up, you know, throughout the day. My buddy
3: always says it keeps the furnace burning. And yeah. that, that starts it
1: early so where it continues throughout the day. That's exactly right. So. And uh, there's a lot. The reason why we're, we're picking this today is because there's so many overlap. There's so much overlap between working out and the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. The first thing you should do in the morning also is pray Absolutely. as soon as you get out of is bed. Is that right? Yeah, you should. You should <laughs> that's do it. You should, Father, you should try it. That's good. Yeah. The
0: divine Office. <laughs> that's good. Check Where, it out. Why have you been holding
2: out check, on this? Check it, check it out. Dang, that's a good idea.
0: Just it's nuggets good. of wisdom here on the Catholic Man yeah. Show. Dang. I
1: mean,
2: <laughs> I learned something new every day. Write that day. down.
1: Yeah. Make sure to
3: write that down. Yeah. That Especially
2: with Pentecost. Oh, man. Yeah. You know? Come Holy Spirit. Well,
3: I, I've been reading the, the uh, Novena every morning.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. doing here at the parish, a little
3: Pentecost. Yeah. Novena. It's on my phone. So it's a big I saved one. It. It's a big one. Bam. It's yeah. yeah. awesome.
1: But also, working out, if you really want to get your bench press numbers higher, or whatever it is, you need a buddy.
3: It's Hold you re- accountable.
1: It's re- and it's re- just really hard to get past the plateau if you don't have somebody to spot you, you know, you can't push yourself. Or to yell yourself. at you. Yeah, the yelling.
2: Yeah. Coach, do you yell at you? Yell at people, don't you? Yeah.
3: And That's what part <laughs> uh, of uh, coaching uh, surely is. surely not.
1: No way. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Well, Coach Smith told me that I couldn't yell at you. Oh, really? <laughs> he
2: well,
0: can yell at me. I, I deserve it. I've been working on my low, low, low level single legs though. We'll, we'll talk to them later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but there's the importance also of, of strength under control because you can see a lot of guys, uh, you know, who who get to the, the weight, you know, to the gym and they're all over the place. You can tell they're just they don't have no control over. it. and, and actually, a very good definition of strength under control is meekness, which is a virtue as well. But ta- maybe talk about the importance of being under control while working out.
3: I think you're exactly right that most people, once they kind of get going and they get the bug, then it's I'm I'm all in. And then once they're all in and they start going a little bit heavier and they're not ready for it or they're a little bit out of their comfort zone, that's when you start to tweak something. And especially when you get older, and I never thought I'd say this, but, you know, when I was in my 20s and, you know, I was – just lifting every second i my mom would always say you need to slow down your little body's not made for all those muscles and i was like oh my gosh you know come on mom you know and really (laughs) you know you're gonna have arthritis when you get at my age and guess what i mean so moms moms are smart yes so if just everything in moderation just go in now i just go in and i get a pump and i will still have to fire my bicep up real quick on a guy if they get lippy in the weight room just to Ooh, let them know. What does that look like? But, but I'm not I even mean, receiving into that. <laughs> Tell us
2: more about that.
3: <laughs> but, you know, that's it just, that way you stay safe, you handle handling weights that you can handle yeah. and it's just, like you said, everything in moderation to where you can continue and your consistency is there. The consistency is the key in my opinion. Well, and I
2: think pride can, pride can step into, you know, you're in a weight room, there's a bunch of dudes around or there's pretty girls and you're like, oh, I gotta, you know, and then you, you try to, Put up too much, and
3: you're. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with the dude thing way every day, all day.
2: I mean, they're all trying to impress each other, and not looking, necessarily or, that. For their coaches, yeah, even.
3: you just gotta. It. It's a it's a testosterone fest. There's no doubt.
2: Well, it's yeah. pride. I mean, pride. <laughs> pride seeps in, and you yeah. want to impress, or you want to. You want to get on the field, and you're not playing that's, right now. And, that's right. Mm-hmm. And if I do just do this, you want to stay on the
3: field, or you want to go to the next level? Yeah, there's there's all there's levels of it for sure.
2: Mike Tyson
0: actually says that he no longer works out at all at the gym because the moment that he starts lifting weights again or maybe hits the bag, the pride sets and He starts thinking about, look, look how good I'm doing. Look how good I am. Even at my age, look how good I. And so he knows if he, if he jumps in there and starts doing that, uh, ego will set in. Wow. I heard that on an interview, which is hmm. pretty
1: cool. Wow. Yeah. To, to know yourself that right. way. Yeah, that's an important thing to know about yourself. Who knew yeah. that
2: Mike Tyson was such a model of virtue? <laughs> well... <laughs> Just that
0: moment would be would be. We all have our moments. Get, anybody can learn.
2: We should have him, have him on the show. <laughs> Dang. <Yeah. laughs>
0: we'll work on it. we
2: we'll yeah. I don't usually associate him with, <laughs> with virtue. virtue. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't want to judge. I don't.
1: Yeah. Uh, but you know, working out. You've got your buddy. Is to me. It's just like trying to grow in virtue, because you in in the virtuous life you need that guy who's going to hold you accountable, um, who's, you know, just like. I'm looking for a new guy, by the way. We've been best friends for like
0: 30 years, so I'm looking for a new, taking new uh, applications for best friends. You guys
2: work out together?
1: No. No. No, No, he can't keep up.
2: <laughs> no, I, can't, I just can't keep up with him.
1: <laughs> I get tired of changing the weights. No, so yeah. I don't actually.
0: <laughs> back and forth. There's 45-pound weights. <laughs> that was
3: good. That was good.
1: But he's been boxing.
2: Yeah, so I so and your kids, you're teaching your kids to yeah. box. Yeah,
0: I am. So uh, lifting weights was never the end for me growing up. You know, I was a football wrestler and I ran track. So weights for me was always means not the end. end. It was, yeah, it was a means to an end. And after I got out of college and I wasn't playing sports anymore, I realized. Weights aren't just doing it for me, so I had to do some, something that was competitive. So I started boxing, and that's why actually I have a little I was, bit. Of,
2: I was actually looking got at a, your, at bit of a shiner because Let me tell
0: you something. That's I was. His story. I, I was, Look,
1: he did, lipped off to his no, wife. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, that's not
0: true. That's did your son, black did guy. your son hit you? No, I was sparring with this dude, and uh, he was, he's been boxing for 20 years, so he's pretty solid. Was it
2: Mike Tyson?
0: No, but that'd be. That'd be oh. I would never step in the ring with him. <laughs> no, but I did a really good job of. Uh, Stopping his left hook with my face, <laughs> and I—I I mean, I just stopped nice. it right stone cold. And uh, good but strategy. but there was a uh, yeah, there's there's repercussions to doing that, which is yeah. a shiner. So it's a, good,
2: it's a good it's a good one.
0: But it also it does push you as a competitive person. Uh, doing something physical uh, keeps pushing you and keeps you active, keeps you motivated. To I've noticed that it's carried over into my spiritual life as well. So so go to the
2: gym. Yeah. I'm going to the gym tomorrow with Coach Calcagno. All right. Nice. Boom. You're
1: going to be sore.
2: We'll be right back.
0: And welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Here in beautiful Stillwater, Oklahoma, St. Francis Xavier. I'm excited about our topic today because I think that a lot of men uh, are either going through this process, currently have gone through this process, or will be going through this process. And as a man who is, you know, as a spiritual leader of the family, you know, you're the protector, the provider, the establisher, Um, In order to fulfill those obligations, you know, our main goal is to get ourselves and our family to heaven. Um, And there's no salvation outside the church as the Catholic church teaches. And so as... As it correctly teaches. As it correctly teaches. Everything the Catholic church teaches is correct though. Yes. So
2: that... I don't know if you have are, to say are that. Are you wavering on that, Dave?
1: Well, I was just trying to th- like.
2: He always there, tries to correct me. Is there if, a if, caveat if, to if, that? If, you know, like we could change the name of the show if you need to. Yeah. <laughs> the Unitarian Man Show. Oh, I, be, did, I did. Where we talk about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I, yeah.
1: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Good try. Good try. I did not correct it. No. no okay. I,
0: so uh, my wife went through the RCA process. Your Your wife is going currently going through it. They yeah, have just
3: just started. Right now, she she actually – I've kind of been through this twice with – my mom was a convert. Mm. My dad was actually in the seminary three different times. Thankfully – no offense, Father. Thankfully, <laughs> he did not go through with it. And then met my mom, and she was Methodist, and kind of did the same thing, just kind of let her find her way. And I think he dropped on her, oh, you know – whatever you want to do, that's fine, but my kids will be raised Catholic. I think he threw that in there at, w- at one point, but but she wanted to do it. So then I talked to my mom a little bit about it when I got married, and I got married later um, in life, and um, I, I knew that that's what I wanted, but I didn't want to push, and so she said just let her kind of find her way, and I'm going to give him and Father carry props, We got married under Father Ken Harder, and we love Father Ken. But then when she started really going to Mass with me, she got to listen to either Father Carey at St. John's before this was built and then after this was built, Father O'Brien. And just the dynamic speaking, and she she was drawn to it to where she took something away from it. And then we went to Coach Smith's uh, father's. Funeral at the Catholic Church in Dell City and we're on our way home and she said, I, I want to be Catholic. And I was like, yeah. wow, okay. So then I didn't really put two and two together until she told Coach Smith it was at the funeral listening to Father Stewart and everybody talk about his father that she was like, wow, that that's what I want to be a part of. And so
0: what a I, witness. Praise God.
3: That's, yeah, that's awesome. I was like, man, Thanks. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And then she said something to coach first and I'm sitting there going, Oh say that's what, what she you told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the catalyst. She told coach Smith before you. Te- no, on the way home, she said, I want to be Kathy. Oh, okay. But my wife's super quiet. So she didn't really elaborate and I don't push her because, you know, you never know. Yeah. So I just kept driving. (laughs) Smart man. Smart man. But you weren't expecting that. I was not. And then then probably two or three days later, he he came into the office or we were somewhere, and she said to Coach Smith, that actually made me want to be Catholic. And I said something to Gary about it, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. So then I called Father O'Brien, and we – Started getting the process rolling. So.
0: There's like a party in heaven going on. They're all like high fiving
3: each other. Yeah. Well, I was excited too because, like I told him, I, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic. My mom actually was my RCI teacher, not very good, because we were all rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it wasn't your mom. Yeah, yeah. It was you. Distinction. You just
2: dissed your mom. Off. I did. Live
0: she, radio. She does and not. You really. told us she has some guns. Yeah. That's <laughs>
3: not a good idea. Right. <laughs> right. But she doesn't listen to podcasts. She can, <laughs> barely, she can barely get the dish network on. So. <laughs> but that's, you know, I'm excited for myself going through it with her to a certain extent, even though I'm not her sponsor, but. Just for my own learning. Sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I think that it, as guys, we're always wanting to fix the problem. At least that's I always want to fix the problem. When there's something that I come home and and uh, my wife seems like she, the kids are driving her crazy. It's like okay, I'm going to fix the problem. Luke over here, Jude over here, and over here. Yep. Separate. You know, because otherwise they get together, man. It's 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 trouble. So separate them all out. Try to fix the problem. But through this through the spiritual process. As a, as a man, you, you, you can't always fix the problem because it's not you that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit's the one that's converting it. You're just you're being the catalyst to help push that along. But as a guy, especially if you start knowing your faith and you're maybe even strong in apologetics, you're trying to answer all of her questions. You want to answer the right questions, you know, and, and make sure you lead her this way. And most of the time, she just wants you to li- listen. Right. You know, and that's really hard, I think, or at least for, for not us. Only
3: just to listen, to watch. And I always or I would try to always go to Mass. So she, I'd be like, do you want to go to Mass with me? No, that's okay. Or maybe the next, you know, that night I'd say, hey, you know, what time do you want to go if you want to go? And she may the next morning say, I don't want to go. Well, I always went. And she saw that. Plus, there's a lot of Catholics in the athletic department. I mean, Maybe that's why Oklahoma State wins so many games. I don't know. But we have a lot of Catholics in the Athletic Club. We do. So she sees when she goes to mass, she sees people that she knows and has been around and yeah. and so you know, I think that's super important to live your faith. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I heard a great line from uh this is a a priest who was talking about uh like people who have left the faith. So a lot of a lot especially a lot of older folks their adult children maybe have left the Catholic faith for something else or for nothing and, and they, they, who's kind of giving advice. But I think it also applies to, to spouses. And he said, what, what our kids who have left the, the, the church, what they need is light, not heat, light, not heat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, I think that's good advice for, for spouses. Um, if you're constantly just like pressuring and pressuring and, and you've got to do this and, in some cases, they might go even go through the process, but their heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. They're not converted. Right. Uh, even though they went through, you know, step by step. J- basically, I think sometimes it happens just, okay, get off my back. What do I have to do to get you to stop bothering me? Mm-hmm. Uh, which doesn't work. That does. That's not a right. long term. And so the, g- giving them light, showing them, like Coach was talking about, of, uh, of, of him going even when she didn't go. Mm-hmm. And then she would see, okay, well, that's really important to him. He's going to leave home, go to Mass, and then come home. That's so important to him. And she saw that year after year after year after year, and it eventually had that effect on her.
3: And I thought you made a good point when the first meeting we had about the Catholic faith is not super inviting to someone that's not Catholic. Well, the Mass especially. Yeah, yeah the Mass. Yeah. And so it's she was a little taken aback by the – knowing what to say. And I, I told her one time, I'm like, I don't have it memorized. I did before they changed it, but now I don't. So, I, <laughs> I, you know. So, I mean, and I was an altar boy, for goodness sake. I mean, yeah. I had it all memorized. But now I, I just fall along. And I think once she kind of got past that aspect of it, too, then she realized, oh, you don't have to have it all memorized. Right. Then that was helpful as well.
2: It can be. I mean, yeah. If you come to Mass just for the first time out of nowhere, it's not particularly – inviting uh-huh. it's a uh, you know yeah f- right right out of the gate every the, in the name of the father and of the, everybody knows and what like, to do and you're like whoa, whoa yeah. what kind of a cult is this you know uh you know and then everybody seems to know what to sing and when to stand and when i felt to- the exact same way when i attended
0: my first latin mass mm-hmm. yeah, i, felt, yeah, I yeah, me too. I, I finished that mass and they said well, well what did you think and i said well now i know what protestants feel like when they walk into mass because i have no <laughs> idea what you guys yeah. you know i mean i knew what was happening but i had no idea when to sit stand Talk, you yeah, know, I mean, it's, it's a, different, it's, it's a different. different experience, yeah. So, uh, so I, I can definitely understand the confusion and like, man, everybody, yeah. I'm outside the club. Everybody else knows what they're doing and I don't.
1: And, you know, all of these, all these things that we're talking about, they apply to, you know, your spouse if, if she's not Catholic, but or really any member of your family, a brother, um, a, Children. S- a, a child, a cousin. I mean, just Jesus said a prophet has no honor in his own home. What it was in his own home, in his, his native, place. native place. Native mm-hmm. place, yeah. Uh, and that is that's just that's true. Sometimes you just are not the one who's going to be able to give logical arguments to convert somebody to get mm-hmm. just because there's too much background uh, between you and this person. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too much on the line if, as far as your relationship goes. So um, I just think it needs to be said that if. If you have someone like this you should be praying that god sends someone else into their lives that can be that person um who who can give them those arguments and then they will hear them and accept them because they they might not accept them from you um but
2: yeah, so it doesn't no. matter
1: who it who it is wife right child even close friends. well that's the
2: importance i think of, of being of belonging to a parish yeah and and making connections in the parish so that you have you know, you have friends over, and you have uh, neighbors over, and and it exposes them to Catholics other than you. Mm-hmm. And you may be the best Catholic in the world, but also, with, especially with the spouse, they know, they know your bad habits, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they know that you're that you're far from perfect. And so that could even be a sort that could, that could even be a block of like, well, you're a Catholic, and look what you do. And you kind of stink at it, you know. I mean, yeah. they. Uh, and and so to bring other people in, I mean, I think that was your, you know, your wife of seeing other people in the OSU athletic department that it kind of inspired her. Yeah, and uh,
3: Ed, Ed and Amy, you know, we get yeah, friends yeah, friends with Ed and Amy, and that that was a big deal too, to where she was like, oh my gosh, they're the sweetest people ever. I mean, it just it was one of those deals where you could kind of feel that being. Choose being pulled. Yeah, that good example. It yeah. goes a long way. Importance
0: of true friendships as yep. well. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll pick this up right on the other side of the break. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. You are David Niles. I'm David Niles.
2: Thanks be to God for that, David.
1: Yeah. Oh, every day, every day, all the time. Uh, here with Adam Minahan, Coach Gary Calcagno. I'm really glad you have that name tag on because
2: yeah, I, 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 I always like, need uh, it for your you last. Just call day. him Coach. Coach. Yeah.
1: Coach Gary. Yeah. scare Bear over here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you get <getting> beat up. <laughs>
0: That's why I'm in the middle.
1: <laughs> and Father Brian O'Brien.
0: Thanks for who you... Co-host of the Pastors of Pain. Go check it out. Oh, the yeah. Podcast. Pastors oh, of yeah. Pain.
2: There you go. We're having a good time. Yeah. You want to you just give a, a brief? Yeah. We have uh, here, your, in, uh, here in Payne County, we've got uh, Father Kerry Wakulich from St. John Catholic Student Center. We, we started about a year ago uh, doing a little, a little podcast. And we're really kind of, you know, you guys are national. We're kind of, we're just focused. We just want to evangelize Payne County. And so we talk about, you know, stuff happening in Payne County and stuff at our parishes. And, and we know some people listen outside of, uh, outside of Payne County. But we're kind of just keeping it local. It's awesome. Just trying to, very trying to evangelize our little, our little corner of the heaven. Diocese of Tulsa, of heaven, of God's heaven. country. Yes, absolutely. It's a, very,
1: it's a very energetic show. We like it. Yes. 20, yeah. It's
2: 29 and a half minutes. Uh, Jam-packed. We just cover, yeah, we kind of covered different topics. Uh-huh. Kind of a lot of liturgical stuff, whatever's coming up in the liturgical year. Uh, things going on in Payne County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. College students, you know. Sweet. It's a good time. Check
0: it out. So we're talking about if your wife is going through RCIA or thinking about going through RCIA. Father, let me ask you this. If they're going through RCIA, how important is it for the husband to, to join RCIA with, to go with them yeah, to the huge. class? Yeah, huge
2: huge. So I think you know to to go for for anybody to just walk into uh, uh, RCIA, which stands for the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. It's a and it varies by from parish to parish of kind of how that's all set up. But to go by yourself into that room where you don't know anybody, you don't know anything, and you don't know anybody um, is hard. And so to be able to go, you know, I think in, in Coach's case, like that he he knows a lot of people here, and she knows a lot of people here, but that he's with her sitting right next to her. And then I think what, you'll, what most people will find is you, as a Catholic, even if you've been Catholic your whole life, you do not know as much as you think you do. And so you hear so many people who go through RCIA with a spouse or a girlfriend or whatever, and they say, man, I learned, I learned more than she did. And so it's good, for, it's good for you, it's good for her, and it's good for you as a couple.
1: Yeah, before Tony. I was married, I used to sponsor people going through RCIA. And every time I would go through it, it's like, man, I did not know that. And, it, it, you know, sometimes it would make me mad because I'm a cradle Catholic. I went to Catholic schools, grade school, like, why Catholic high that? school. It's like, how come nobody ever told me that? That's Which incredible. They
2: probably did, and you weren't listening. Well, That's okay. True. He like, has
1: super ADV, so he probably yeah. really wasn't listening. The first time I learned about the fourth cup, if you don't know what the fourth cup is, you owe yourself Google. a Google search.
2: Fourth cup, Scott Hahn. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm.
1: it absolutely blew my mind. Yeah. And I would. I but imagine being them so trying mad. to present
2: the fourth cup when you're in fifth grade.
1: Yeah. Or it would have been a yeah a more yeah. mature topic yeah. than that. But anyway.
2: So I think it, it is. It's, it's super important to walk through that. You know, and I think in different parishes do it different ways. Where like here we don't really we do we don't encourage the the spouse to be the sponsor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not because we're opposed to it. If somebody was really insistent upon it, we'd probably do it. But we we see that the the idea of a sponsor—it's like the spouse is already a sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you live with them and you you're, took the you're in already. And yeah. And so let's let's bring in a third person, not to get in the way, but to to be a connection to mm-hmm. the parish,
0: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I think so often what happens is somebody goes through RCIA, they become Catholic, but then even then they sometimes will drift because even though they they know it all or they know what they should know they're not connected to the parish. And so they come to mass by themselves or they come with their spouse and they don't really know anybody. And so that sponsor is just another avenue of connection to the community of the parish that so often can really feed someone's faith um after the fire has kind of gone out. I mean you we you know this happens to all of us where we we're super excited I'm a new Catholic and yeah, this is great, you know. And then 6 months later you know, the fire kind of goes out yeah. or it goes down mm-hmm. a little bit. You're off that kind of retreat high or mm-hmm. the workout high, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and so that you're connected to the, to the parish to be able to, to fill you back up. Yeah, totally. One
0: of the things that Coach Gary said uh, in the thir- this last segment that reminded me, Dave and I gave a talk one time, and one of the questions after the talk was, hey, my kid no longer goes to Matt. I, I raised him right. You know, I took him to Mass every time. They no longer go to Mass. What do I do? And it, it also, you can interchange that with my wife. You know, my wife left the faith. You know, I'm, I'm still going to Mass. What do I do? And I remember thinking like, Dave, you want to take this <laughs> question? like, Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, really, I don't really know what to do. But Dave, uh, he, he gave a great answer. Here's what he said. He said, it is so important for you to become the holiest person that you can become right now. Because you have to be the, the, the best example of the Catholic faith because it may be the only example that they have. So, if you have a, a wife who who may not be joining the Catholic faith right now, or, or, or opposed even to the Catholic faith, it is so important for us men to be the holiest person that we can become, so that way they can see the love of Christ shining through us, like you were saying, bringing the light, not the heat, so that way it is attractive. Because holiness is attractive. It, it, it I mean, that's why uh, we had millions and millions of people showing up for John Paul II's, uh, canonization and there's only like a few hundred thousand that are going to rock band concerts you know the
2: holiness is it's so attractive and and on the opposite side of that hypocrisy is incredibly off-putting right and so if we have if we're if we're hypocrites if we're not living the gospel then then people are going to see that and it's going to make them right turn away yeah so how do you get holy so
0: that leads to that leads to my next. What's your what's your game plan? As you know, strength coach, you have to have game plans going into like. Okay, if I'm going to build up my biceps, if I'm going to build your up my
2: holiness yeah, game plan. What's your holiness
3: game plan for your wife going in coming into the church? I think, kind of staying on the same thing I've been doing is doing myself, which is I'm going to go because I get something out of it and what you just said about trying to be the best Catholic that I can be and bring her along and not be pushy but be terribly supportive and then I think too whether it's Coach or um, Coach Littell or whoever it is in in the parish it's cool to be Catholic I mean it's it's, it's a neat deal and so (laughs) I, I think that I think she sees that. And, and like I said, with Ed and Amy, and Ed and Amy are really cool, good people. I, I just think that just surround ourselves with like-minded people, and it'll take care of itself. It so, has to
1: this point. You want your wife to become Catholic, introduce her to Ed and Amy. That's, that's <laughs> the key. <laughs>
3: Their phone number is 405 <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: Go ahead,
2: find them. Yeah, I mean, introduce them to good people, and that yeah. includes, I think, one of the blessings of being Catholic is not only the people that are currently with us on Earth, but the saints. I mean, the crazy yes. good example of all these people who have gone before. Yeah. You know, well, and so if you're in, you're in athletics, right? Introduce them to Saint Sebastian. Saint, Saint Sebastian, Sebastian. John Paul II, who yeah. loved, you know, loved to ski and and play soccer and you know and all that. Uh, if they're a mother, introduce them to the great or, motherly saints
3: and without sounding corny, Coach Smith's dad or my dad. I fully believe that my dad, who has passed away since two thousand three, has something to do with her
0: Intercessory Prayers mm-hmm. Real Man. It's no mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. about
3: in my life. That I that that that's been I found her and then because I was kinda laid back on pushing her into it that He had something to do with it. It doesn't even have to be a saint. It can just be someone that I talk a lot about.
2: Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The good example of the people in our lives. Yeah.
3: But Gary, talk a little
1: bit about just not being pushy, because I think that's a mistake that a lot of men make with their wives as they try to push them into it. And it's religion is a very deep personal thing. Uh, What was? Just talk a little bit about. That your attitude towards that. And,
3: and she was from um, kind of a heavy Pentecost family. and I think she told mm-hmm. you about that. We're and, not particularly fond of Catholics necessarily. Bingo. And so I was like, oh, snap. I've got my work cut <laughs> out for me. So she was already kind of going to a place here in town. And like the guy, the guy actually is a huge wrestling fan. So he was at every match and – I'd always see him around, and he would come do FCA sometimes for our football guys. So, I was around him a lot as well. And I would even tell her, hey, you know, Sunday I'll go with you. You know, well, you know, okay. So, yes, no, and so sometimes I would. And then sometimes I would – she would come with me, and I I just – I kind of just – it was like soft toss. I would just loft it up, and if she hit it, great. If not, then I would – do my deal if she didn't really launch into it and and i just i talked to my mom about it once and she said just let her find her way and it and she did so
0: and i think we, we can't underestimate the importance of prayer and fasting for our wives uh, you know, we can, we can take this from St. Monica who prayed and fasted yeah. for 30 years before St. Augustine uh, came into the church. Now he's a doctor of the church. You know, as men, we're, we're supposed to be the leaders, spiritual leaders of our family. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is for for your wives to see you on your knees praying. To, uh, every, the first Wednesday of every month, there's an e, uh, e5men.org. Mm-hmm. .org, uh, there's a group of, of, of Catholic men, or actually Christian men in general, who fast on bread and water alone for the full day on Wednesdays, specifically for their wives. Yeah. Wow. And if uh, if you want to show what sacrificial love looks like, just try to, try to eat bread and water. i got another quick
1: story. My wife's grandmother had four son-in-laws. None of them were Catholic. She she loved candy. She said, I will never eat candy again until all of you have converted. She died before a single one. Now three out of four of them are Catholic. And wow. still no
0: candy. And still no She's candy. She's getting better than candy
1: now, I'll tell you what.
0: <laughs> hey, Coach, thanks so much
2: for being with thank us you today. It was so much me. fun. Uh, Father, thank you Guys, so much. Guys, thanks for coming to Stillwater.
0: We're on the Lord's team. The
1: winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus.